Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What up? What's happening? Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast. I am your host today, Brendan Vogt, and I am joined by a panel that I don't think has been together before, and we've got a good reason to be together. Baseball is back in Denver, Colorado. Tomorrow is the home opener for the Rockies. Wow. Let's introduce the panel. Yeah. (laughs) Is it not? Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. Susie, you just scared (laughs) the crap. I was like, that was at the top of my rundown. That's Susie Hunter. I'm going to introduce in order, though. That's Patrick Lyons from the DNVR Rockies podcast. Yes. At Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter. And yeah, That's I'm, me. I'm Matthew Susie Hunter. Yeah, we're crushing this right now. We came here to ruin the TDSP. Yeah, you guys are giving me some interesting energy. I'm joined by the Rockies crew <laughs> and then also from Big Drive Energy. It's Spencer Smith. Spencer, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me. This is a great crew. I like this. This is kind of like this is the first I'm time scared panel. A little bit. You're I'm a little scared? nervous. There's I'm, a lot of I'm different a energies. For what well, the comes the out real of question this. is: Are we more Avengers or Suicide Squad? I don't know what that means. So far, the second one, I think. But I, well, have, I have faith. Suicide we can... Squad. She can be um... a character. What? What is the? What is the girl in that? Well, there are two films. I only saw the second, believe it or not. Spencer. I don't know. The chick that everybody was for Halloween. Oh, Harley Quinn? Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you were banking on me having seen Suicide Squad. Harley Quinn. Which I haven't. Uh, which <laughs> I, I haven't, haven't either. <laughs> we're gathered here today in studio on the corner of York and Colfax, like I said, to talk about York and Colfax. This, uh, this new Rockies like baseball that. season. We're going to talk about what's new at Coors Field, what's new in baseball in general, if you haven't been keeping up with the rule changes. And uh, we might even talk about that win total as well at the end. Ah, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. You got the Rockies tomorrow. But before we jump into the into what's new with the team, we got to talk about baseball. Yeah. And what's new in baseball? And you're the right guy to ask about these rule changes. Uh, so we're going to play a segment called Fair or Foul. I'm going to sh- uh, throw to each of you one okay. of the changes to rules in Major League Baseball this year. You'll tell me if you like it or not by calling it fair or foul because of baseball. Do you get it, Patrick? Okay. And, and can we, is there a third option? Can I re-eject the the thing if we really hate it yes you can ooh you Patrick can. can we if Mix we love it, it can we sign it to a seven year extension I'm ruining this game I'm I sorry. figured Patrick would complicate things but Patrick <laughs> we're going to start with you <laughs> and we're going to start with uh, a major new rule in baseball uh, a shift in the rules of baseball if you will oh, many well people done. hoped that the shift would simply be eradicated by the approach of hitters that hasn't happened so baseball stepped in and we got a rule change Patrick. At the time a pitch is thrown, all four infielders are required to be on the infield dirt or infield grass with two on each side of second base. Players will be able to move as soon as the ball leaves the pitcher's hand. Uh, If the hitting team reaches base and runners advance on the ball under the violation, no penalty. The game just proceeds. However, if the play has another consequence, like an out or a sacrifice, the hitting team can decide to accept this penalty. Patrick, the shift is more or less dead in baseball sure uh, fair or foul man how, how are you liking this new rule fair it's good i i consider myself a traditionalist like i, I love the history of the game and I, I think i'm old school but maybe I, i'm not I, I i i'm fine with all of these changes that are happening so to sort of force teams to not be able to play the defense that they want 
seems like, oh, you know, you shouldn't, you should be able to do whatever we need to do. That being said, it just makes the game better. It makes more sense. Uh, we've maybe become too smart and too intelligent about defensive setups and layouts. And so because of that, you, you can pitch to guys on the inside if they're left-handed hitters and, and kind of force them. There's no way to have an inside-out swing and really go the opposite way nowadays. So uh, I'm fine with them banning the shift. And some teams are getting creative enough, but this could also then get banned, bringing the left fielder in and sneaking them behind uh, or between the first baseman and second baseman. So uh, we might not see too much of that. And if that does happen too many times, they'll ban that too. Right. Uh, I think it's totally fair. We're seeing more base hits. We're seeing more action. We'll get to some more of those rules. I think it's just making a better product. So absolutely fa- a fair ball. Susie, gamesmanship is important, but so is entertainment. And mm. it's not just about home runs. People want to see action, base runners, balls in play. They do. Are you, uh, is this rule fair or foul for you? I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Um, I agree with Patrick's take. Yeah, we host a great podcast where we agree with each other all the time. It's fantastic. <laughs> but um, no, I think it just it makes things more interesting. And yeah, I think baseball, I think people got too smart about it. Flew too close to the sun. They did too much. They overcomplicated. And now this is kind of getting back to, okay, you know, now we're seeing some more action. More action is good. Spencer, I was always <clears throat> kind of confused by professional hitters' inability to simply punish a shift you know you never saw guys just learn how or just drop perfect bunts or learn how to drop perfect bunts i thought maybe they'd be able to take care of this themselves but ultimately it came down to a rule change does that part of it sit right with you yes i've actually been um banging the table for this for multiple years because i'm sick of seeing left-handed hitters scorch a ball that should be between the second baseman and the first baseman and there's a guy just chilling there and it's a now yeah, I, I get that, you know, there's expected batting average and there's all these stats that go into baseball. Um, but if you hit a ball that beats an infielder in a normal spot, it should be a base hit. That's how the game should be played. And so, yeah, I've been I'm this is completely fair. This is a fair home run to center field. That's how fair it is. My favorite elements of strategy in baseball are what come into play when someone does reach base, just the various situations you find yourself in, the the sort of cat and mouse game between the pitcher and the hitter. Mm. And I think all of that stuff comes into play when there are base runners. I think the more base runners, the more action, the better. Mm. Uh, but I do wish, to be honest, that this was something... I wish it, wasn't, it didn't have to be legislated out. I wish they had kind of learned how to punish this organically. Sure. Alas, that didn't seem to be happening. So mm. I think that, I think this rule is for the best. Uh, we also, yeah. Susie, this, yes. is, this is the big one. Okay. Baseball games, I don't know if you've noticed, they're going a little quicker this year. They're so much faster. It's crazy. It's crazy. And that's because, of course, the new pitch clock rule, if you're not familiar, pitchers have 15 seconds to throw a pitch with the bases empty, 20 seconds with a runner on base. Hitters need to be in the batter's box with eight seconds on the pitch clock. Uh, if a pitcher has not started the motion to deliver a pitch before the expiration, they're charged with a ball. If a batter delays entering the box, charged with a strike. We have already seen this crop up in action, mm-hmm. in at-bats. Uh, was it Manny Machado who was rung up on a 3-2 count, I believe, for taking too long to get back in the mm-hmm. box? On Tuesday, called the umpire a, a choice word. That's, uh, thankfully, we have the lip-reading technology that was pretty obvious, the word that he used. He earned the ejection he, he got, uh, but he did get <laughs> ejected for it. That's an ugly example of this rule, but Susie, in general... 
Um, the games are moving much quicker. Is this fair or foul in your eyes? I think it is so fair. I might sign it to a seven-year extension if we're going to <laughs> follow Patrick's rules. <laughs> this is something that I think we're going to be talking about, especially as uh, you know Rockies fans all season. I think this is going to make a huge difference for the Rockies because this is it's not less baseball. It's less downtime between the baseball that's happening. So guys yes. are standing out in the field less. They have more time to rest after the game. I think this is going to make a huge difference. Bud Black thinks it's going to make a difference so i think i think this could really change things for the athletes who play here at altitude spencer it's one of the biggest barriers probably between let's say a casual baseball fan and, and a diehard of a team who's there every game do you think this is gonna pave the way for for the casual viewer to to sink their teeth in here yeah i do because we actually talked about this on the rockies podcast on tuesday uh susie was saying she's in la and dodgers fans were actually staying for a full game and, and wow. whether whether before. true or not true, you know, even in jest, like it's it's the truth. Like if if I know that, you know, a 640 game here at Coors Field is going to be over by 840, 9 o'clock, maybe 915. I have no problem staying the whole time. If it's going to be over at 1115, 1130, you know, I have a bedtime. So there, <laughs> there's a point where I need to get home. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people leaving the games early. And I think there'll be more attendance in the seats, if you will. There's still going to be people, especially at Coors Field, that don't watch, don't care to watch the game. And you're never going to change those people. They're just going to go, which great for them, great the for Coors Field. People. Exactly. But the people that are in their seats, are, you're not, it's going to be a pretty empty, I equate it to like the playoffs of a Nuggets game. Like during a regular season Nuggets game or abs. There's people all over the concourse, but during a playoff game, it's like everybody's watching. Right. And I think it's going to be this, have the same effect, which is creates bigger crowd noise, uh, you know, hopefully a, a bigger wave, um, you know, all those different things. Yeah, so fair for you, <laughs> I fair, assume. Absolutely. <laughs> Patrick, this is monumental. This is arguably yeah. the biggest, most significant rule change um, in any of the sports in quite some time. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a fundamental change to the game here. How have you seen it so far affect baseball, change baseball in the early goings of the season? Well, you know, it, it's it's interesting because I, I think this one's fair, right? But yeah. I think it's close. We might need to go to a replay to see if it is a, a foul. <laughs> Only from the sense that, like you said, like it would have been nice if it was more natural that this kind of yes. you know came about. Uh, we did discuss recently that the Rockies actually played a game in Seattle in 2006 that was an hour 52, which is crazy to that think crazy. about knowing how you know players have been leading up to this most recent season. Um, but I think there could be some change in the rules, tweaking that clock just a little bit so that maybe there is a little bit more time in between pitches. There was, you know, recent conversation, Zach Wheeler uh, of the Philadelphia Phillies. Susie, maybe you've heard of that team. Um, but he <laughs> talked about, you know, the big moment that Bryce Harper had with his home run and how, you know, having more time in between in, in the postseason is actually a good thing for, for building momentum, uh, building anticipation. Then again, when there's 162 games for each team, 15 games in theory every night, that's a lot of games where they're, there isn't that excitement there there. It might be 50 degrees out with a cold breeze coming through the press box and you just kind of <laughs> want to get out of there. So, you know, it, it's something that, that will get tweaked, but as, as far as just the implications on it, I think it's just uh, allowing ballplayers to, to have really similar results. Uh, I, I, there hasn't been too large of a sample size to figure right. out what the impact has been because you also have this element, as you said, with banning the shift and some of the other rules that have been changing with the, the larger base, uh, the pickoff attempts over to first base uh, and any of the bases when there's a runner on there. There are so many variables that it's hard to really know which 
is the one making the biggest difference That's a good point. in general. That's so a good point. to really know what the clock is doing, I think it's too soon. The game still lo- it still looks like baseball. Right. I don't know that we're really seeing you know that much higher scores. We're just seeing just we're getting to the action quicker. I keep describing it as a movie that has all of these scenes deleted for a reason. They shouldn't be there. They're boring. Right. They don't help the plot move <laughs> along, and it just makes for a better product that we have right now. So as far as the pitch clock and the impact on it, I don't know that we're going to see more injuries, which is the thing that that's the concern. Injuries actually went down slightly last year in the minor leagues when they did this. So uh, we'll kind of have to wait and see. I, I think everyone's just really enjoying sort of uh, the ramifications of, of all these rules here going on down at once. Yeah, there's a collective sort of bottom line impact here, which is... I think it's been a better product. I, I love the yeah. way you, you framed it, Susie. It's not less baseball. Mm-hmm. It's less of the stuff in between yeah, baseball. exactly. Thank you for recognizing this. You're <laughs> welcome. No, I thought it was great because I'm, I'm an ADD kid. You know what I mean? I get fidgety. I Same, love baseball. Yeah. The amount of time between pitches can be borderline insane, and it's just a different process right now mm-hmm. watching. Um, totally so different. I am loving loving the new uh New rules and the changes to this baseball season. Of course, we're here to talk about the Rockies specifically. Now, the under, other end of the break, we're going to talk about what's new in Coors Field, who's new on the roster, uh, what numbers could be popping up here as relevant stats numbers in this Rocky season. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at Illegal Pete's. Illegal yes. Pete's. Ah, it's the greatest place to go for buddies, burritos, and beers. You know what I mean? Oh, I love that. Or margaritas, if that's what you're into. Uh, And by the way, graduation season is coming up. So let's face it, all the soon-to-be graduates deserve a celebration that's as epic as they are. What's a party without Pete's? Illegal Pete's catering will provide a spread that leaves the whole family proud, even if they didn't understand your major. (laughs) To book your order, head to catering. Dot illegalpeats.com. Uh, don't make yourself pull another all-nighter, so book your graduation catering ahead of time. Congratulations, graduates. Uh, whether you're a graduate or just a buddy looking for a place to hang with another buddy and down a burrito, <laughs> Illegal Pete's, check them out and, and tell them we, we sent you. Why not? It can't hurt. Hey, we've been asking you to check out the link to Game Time, the hottest new ticketing app, in the descriptions. Um, but we can step that up here. Uh, we can step that up because there is now a code if you download Ooh. the Game Time app, create account, and use code DNVR, you're gonna get twenty dollars off your first purchase. That's what a, huge. Twenty dollars off. What? Damn. Uh, if you haven't heard of Game Time, you might be wondering what the purchase is. We're talking wow. about events. We're talking about the best live seating, last second uh, availabilities to see the Rockies, to see your favorite sports teams, to see your favorite artists in Denver, anywhere in Denver. Fire up the Game Time app. Uh, Join over millions of people who have downloaded this app. They're using it to find the best seats in town. And remember, download it, create an account, use code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase. $20 would help me big with my Taylor Swift (laughs) tickets that are going to be like $5,000. Yeah, that's that's helpful. (laughs) So helpful. Um, I don't think these things will be $5,000, but I understand that there's some new stuff that you can see. Buy and try at mm-hmm. Coors Field this this season. I also understand that you guys got to see and try some of it today. Yeah. We got to eat some food today, like some good food. That's I'm that's the best kind of work day, in my opinion. Yes. Um. So, Susie, I'm gonna throw it to you for a little yes. bit. Yes. Hello. Can you can you take everyone through what's new at Coors? Do Field? we have the pictures of the new food? Also, I'm gonna. I don't think we have them ready. Oh, yet. okay, okay. I wasn't sure if we had those ready, but yeah. Um. Some of the highlights. We had some delicious empanadas. I think those were Patrick's favorite. 
Number one a on my list. Steak yep. empanadas. Uh, there is a chicken sandwich, a fried chicken sandwich with this. So it's topped with veggies. It's topped with like super veggies. Okay. So it's like topped with Brussels sprouts and kale and beets and carrots. So like, okay, that doesn't sound like fun and sexy, but it's in like a spicy mayo. Oh, okay. Now now we're talking sexy. So it's it's very good. It's yeah. on a brioche. Mm, wow. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Chef's kiss. So good. Um, there's a new barbecue mac and cheese sandwich. Mm. So it's barbecue chicken and mac and cheese on a bun. I'm in. I'm yeah, in. That's amazing. Wow. Um, green chili fries. Just like amazing cheese fries. Like the little shoestring fries. Did they not have like a green chili kind of option before? It's very Colorado. This is important to have in the menu. Yeah. You know, I mean, I hadn't seen those on the menu before. So I think they're, I think they're new, new. Love um, it. We had peach chimichangas. They were dessert item. Lovely. I didn't have a single bite. But it was delicious just from seeing you and Marissa eat them. <laughs> it was like just watching other people we eat them. Like that's vibing. how good they are. That I could taste how good they were. Um, uh, it's true. Incredible. Um, uh, what else did we? Oh yeah. So the I think the Elvis shake is out, but the s'more shake is in. Mm. So it's a chocolate shake with like that fluff topping on top. So there's like a marshmallow type topping scooped on top of it, graham cracker crumbles, and a little Hershey's bar. So good. Oh my gosh. Sounds I'm starving. Yeah, sounds yeah. incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I know, I'm stoked. Spencer, are you a uh, what's what's your go-to food at the ballpark? Are you like a mm. I don't spend money at the ballpark cuz it's overpriced? No. What's your approach? It, well, <laughs> let's put it this way. Once the first couple beers get down, money has little to no value to me. Um but I'm actually at the ballpark I'm pretty simple. I'm normally just like a footlong rocky dog kind of guy. Like, yeah. I just kind of keep it simple. I'm not a, you know, the Helton Burger is phenomenal uh, at Coors Field. I've had that a few times. But, no, just give me, like, a hot dog. Uh, you know, if I get real crazy, we make the hot dog into a straw and drink beer out of it. You know, it's just a... It's a oh, oh, my gosh. It's bringing me that. back to the uh, last time we, as a company, did a... A, a party. That was our like park. takeover pilot. Kind that was of, our takeover right? pilot. Yeah. 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 Was it our, you and RK? Right? Were the heathens behind yes, that? Yes. Yes. I was. <laughs> I was sucking the shit out of that beer. Oh my <laughs> god! It was disgusting. <laughs> it was amazing. It tasted so good. Well, we got our clip of the day there. <laughs> yep. There we go. <laughs> I'm just a clip of the day generator. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of what I'm here for. So but much chaos. No, oh. just a hot dog is great with uh, some standard ketchup, mustard, relish good to go it's, it's baseball like baseball is that's one sport where just hot dog and that's it like that is perfect you spicy guys, brown too other gay other sports they don't have a food perfectly designated baseball does has the hot dog even if you just go that keep it simple it's gonna be delicious this is true you guys are making strong pitches as purists but I'm looking at some of these pictures, listening to Susie's description. And I'm no food, food purist when it comes to baseball no, food. You're, I want you're the, the over experience. the top stuff. I want the whole experience. Baseball has changed. It's not just you can't just go to a game anymore. You got to go to a game and you got to be at like the biggest restaurant in town. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with this. Susie, isn't I think you're, you're isn't one of your favorite foods from back in Hartford the Dunkin' Donuts nachos. Like, was that your, like, top thing? That um, uh, the There are no donut nachos at, in Hartford, I promise you. You, you, you sure know about they, that? You know what they did have in Hartford? <laughs> they had they, one of my favorite ballpark foods I've ever had. It was a skewer with, uh, like, the Dunkin' Donuts munchkins and um, fried chicken, Ooh. barbecue chicken. That's Just, like, nice. That's smart. What's the um, – is there a single – ballpark food item you've had anywhere that stands out to you as the very best you've ever had 
the the monster nachos. I say this all the time. The monster nachos, and they are guess what? They're still just as good as ever. They had a nacho stand out for us today. It's the green chili queso that makes it. You don't mm. get that anywhere else. Oh, that's a good liquid point. gold. I love baseball. To me, is I love the game so much, but going to the park, I will sort of allow myself to tap into the holistic thing. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm at a basketball game, I'm I'm actually just watching the basketball because the rest of it is boring. Sure. But there's a, a like an aesthetic to baseball that I like to lean into. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like to make, even though I love the pitch clock, I almost want the afternoon to last forever when I'm at the park. Well, one of the reasons why baseball is called the national pastime is because baseball started out as very pastoral. It was played in a park, literally a park, right. just a wide open space, people laying out blankets, relaxing, having a good time, having conversation. And so we are losing that a little bit with the pitch clock and these games going by quicker, but still you're going to have that that vibe. There's netting now to protect you right. for like dozing off and not really paying attention to the to the game as you have like waffles and cauliflower yeah oh yeah mountain ranch club has uh it's not chicken and waffles it looks like chicken and waffles but it's actually fried cauliflower and waffles fooled me yeah yeah patrick was like oh chicken and waffles it's not as good as the one at the bar though and i'm like it wasn't chicken you actually ate it and it fooled you (laughs) well i wasn't thinking i think it was like i ate it and then there was no message from my taste buds to my brain of like this chicken's good it was just nothing right and so my brain was like hey we i didn't get an email back on that you know nugget that you on that chicken nugget that (laughs) you return to sender what's going on yeah and it was just nope it was cauliflower yeah but it was really good though it was really good I love Coors Field. It, I've told you guys on your program before, um, even before the DNVR affiliation, it was on my short list of favorite favorite parks. Favorite and it was definitely behind be. Bush Stadium, too, you'd always say, too. So yeah, we right appreciate behind. that. Yeah, that's right. Um, I can't believe 30 years. It's a, it's a celebration of 30 years. That yeah. sounds uh, like too many years. Yeah, anything that's over 30 years old is sus, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I've got about a month left. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Vote. It was great knowing you. Yeah. Uh, Susie, what's your favorite thing to do at Coors Field uh, besides the baseball? Besides baseball and besides eating monster nachos? Yeah. Do you have one? I, what, I'm kind of putting you on the spot. This here. is kind of on the spot. I mean, I don't know. Like my go to if I'm going to the game as a fan, it's like, OK, like I'm going to walk in. I'm going to get to the park early and I'm going to get my monster nachos and I'm going to get a Coors banquet to go with it. The banquet. The only beer. time I drink a Coors banquet. Right. And the tall boy. Ballpark specific. Yes. I Just at Coors Field. Spencer, how many Rockies games do you plan on going to this season? I would say Ooh. roughly 10 to 15. OK. In that ballpark. It's a good number. I went to 10 my first year, and then it dropped. Uh, but I'm trying to pick that back up this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I will have a little mini-me in July, and I plan on bringing him to the ballpark about a week to two weeks after. Ah, I love that. We're, we're going we're gonna to start him early. Love yes. it, dude. <laughs> that is the best place to do it. You're going to get him the big headphones? Oh, yeah. Yes. That was the first thing I, we put on our registry was headphones <laughs> for sports. Wow. <laughs> Priorities. I love it. Absolute yes. priority for us. All right, we'll do one more ad break when we come back. We're going to start talking about the Rockies a little bit. Patrick's got some Patty stats. We're going to talk about uh, some of the younger players, maybe reasons you might want to watch the Rockies this year, reasons to get excited. We're going to dig real deep. We're going to dig real deep. Uh, But first, let's talk about... Very deep. Let's talk about 
Breckenridge Brewery, the yeah, official yes, beer of DNVR. Breck Brew, Breck Brew. Uh, and the Avalanche Amber, Amber Ale. It's still Av season, by the way. Actually, the Avs are, in a way, it kind of feels like their season's really just getting started for the first time because they're healthy. Uh, they're, they're looking good, and the playoffs are approaching. Uh, Av season or not, the Amber Ale is a staple of the Breck Brew collection. Mm. Uh, the One of the official Colorado beers, I'd say, one of my favorites at the official beer of DNVR. Whether you want to try the Mile High City Golden Ale, uh, the Avalanche Amber Ale, a Vanilla Porter Jr., a Fun Slinger, whatever it is, you got to check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. It's a convenient little tool. You tell it where you live, what beer you're looking for. It will tell you exactly where to go next. Or you could just come and watch some baseball at the DNVR bar here, and we've got as much Breck Brew uh, as your little heart could possibly desire yes. or hope to consume. It's, uh, Brendan, dare I say, it's both a staple and an office depot that, of great <laughs> Breckenridge Brewery beers, oh the Avalanche gosh. Ale. No? Sure. Uh, is it just me? No, just you, me. Can, you can say that if you want. Okay. All right. If you Fine. want. Uh, strange, I just did. Also, strange things are... more like a are, Best uh, Buy with all the TVs. <laughs> so that's Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, it's a it's a brewery. If you're confused, that's all that it is. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K, Ted. We're so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Uh, points to anyone who got that reference. Check your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection, plus premium gas. Look out for freebies and giveaways down the road. Uh, look, road trip snacks are essential. Mm-hmm. Don't spend much time arguing about where to stop. Just go to Circle K, your one stop shop for uh, most of that convenient snacks. Coffee, get get your gas, get it all in one stop. Skip the arguing and get back on the road. Thanks to Circle K, their Zin, our new friends. Their Zin collection is fire. They've got all the flavors. Oh yeah, mm. Circle K's got a lot. Circle K's got a lot. It's, King size candy bars too. Oof, that's where I hit up. Yeah, that's king that's, size uh, peanut butter cups, Reese's. That would put me in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, but from, from coffee it. to snacks <laughs> to gas, Circle K, one stop shop on the road. Get yourself fueled, get the car fueled, and keep it moving. We're going to keep it moving here on TDSP, and I'm going to throw it to uh, the, the man with the smoothest transitions around and some of the strangest stats and anecdotes and, <laughs> and, and memories, th- just the things that stick in his brain. Uh, for a little Patty stats, Patrick, new baseball season, uh, any, any kind of stats or numbers floating around in your, on your radar here? Well, the biggest thing that, and we'll probably talk about it in a second, things to watch for the season is just the numbers that Ezekiel Tovar may put up as a rookie, as a potential rookie of the year candidate. But if we're talking like milestones, probably the biggest one is, is most career strikeouts for the Rockies. Herman Marquez mm. is approaching that number. Jorge De La Rosa, 985. So uh, Marquez is uh, only like uh, 14 strikeouts away. I think he's even closer than that uh, after his performance on Tuesday night. So, um, he'll get to a thousand strikeouts this year, and he'll have the most strikeouts of any pitcher in Rockies history. And and people have such a reverence for Jorge De La Rosa in this town for what he was able to do, and as far as pitching at altitude and at Coors Field. So Marquez is is going to be at the top of that leaderboard for that. Wow. Innings, he'll go uh, to second. He'll he'll pass uh, Jorge De La Rosa. Starts uh, as well. He should be able to hit the 200 start mark for his career by the end of this year. And uh, and total wins too. Right now, uh, with eight wins, he'll tie with nine. He'll actually uh, go into second place all by himself uh, on the Rockies leaderboard. So again, you have a pitcher in a not a pitcher's ballpark, right? Uh, doing some major things, and he's only 28 years old still, and you still have him for next year as well. 
unless you trade him before that. At which point, all of those numbers he never reaches. Wow, that's what you. That's, I guess that's what you have to watch for. That's crazy. <laughs> is there is there any chance that when he when he finishes when he's all when it's all said and done, right? He's the most successful Rockies pitcher in team history. Yeah, I think so. So De La Rosa had length, like obviously, you know, he he pitched for a very long time. Uh, as did Aaron Cook. He's he's another one of those guys who I'm not going to say compiled, but with with pitching, you know, wins we don't think about a ton, and certainly don't think about that when you're talking about the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> but you're thinking about innings, you're thinking about starts, you're thinking about strikeouts, the counting stats. Uh, it's it's Jorge De La Rosa, and you also have Ubaldo Jimenez, who was pretty much the most dominant. I mean. Marquez is kind of giving him a, a, a run for his money in that way. 2021 felt just shy of, of Ubaldo Jimenez's 2010 season where, you know, he threw the only no-hitter in, in, in Rockies team history, you know, got Cy Young Award votes. Uh, Kyle Freeland was able to do that in 2018. So he's kind of missing that feather in his cap uh, as far as Marquez goes. But uh, just all time and, and being able to compile and doing it at such a young age and having so much success, if they Rockies can come together on an extension for him, you know, he he will be head and shoulders above the rest. Same thing for wins above replacement. Um, fan graphs and baseball reference, they have different equations, different algorithms, if you will. Um, so according to baseball reference, Freeland is just a little bit ahead of Marquez. So Freeland himself could end up with the most wins above replacement huh. in Rockies history by the end of this season uh, with a with a typical Kyle kind of year. That's good stuff, man. Some Mr. Rocky candidates there, maybe. I think so. On the team. Maybe yeah. maybe there's room for that discussion later, but I don't want to step on your stat corner. Well, Charlie Blackman is kind of the current Mr. Rocky, Mr. Mr. Rocky 2.0. He's already either first or second in so many different categories. Right. And and if he's not first, you know Todd Helton is first. And a lot of the rate stats, because again, counting stats is, hey, you struck a guy out, that's one. But then you got, well, how many people did you strike out per people that you faced, for batters you faced, right? That's a different thing. That's a rate stat. That's where Larry Walker is head and shoulders above uh, a lot of other Rockies, mm -hmm. Helton and Walker. That's what makes them Hall of Famers. Walker you know, might not have had the same uh, uh, good amount of health as Helton did, but uh, you know, his rate stats were, were really solid. For Blackman, uh, he needs four to break Larry Walker's club record of 98 hit by pitches. <laughs> and in fact, I think Charlie got hit last night on Tuesday. Did he get hit last night? Or was it Monday? That's hilarious oh, that God. you're tracking yes. So no one has <laughs> more... Oh, I, I'm not talking about LA anymore. Charlie Blackman <laughs> will end up with trip. the most black and blues in and purples in, in Rocky's franchise history. That's, that's a record everyone wants. So that's kind of neat. Extra base hits. Uh, Charlie could possibly go into a second with 45 extra base hits this season. So those are some of the uh, the offensive ones. And then, you know, for, for personal records, uh, you've got Ryan McMahon needs 18 to reach 100 for his career. Mm. And then C.J. Crone and Chris Bryant are both uh, are trying to track down 200 home runs. C.J. Crone only needs 22. Chris Bryant needs 28. Susie and I both think uh, he might just come up shy this year for that. Yeah. Crone, he'll get his 22. Yeah. Crone will get there by June. <laughs> yeah, at this, at this rate, rate, for sure. Ah, jinx. Jinx. You owe me a Breck Brew. Patrick, that's good stuff, man. Um, there's a lot that's... The, the little uh, milestones yeah. are really fun to track as a fan. We did it with Jamal Murray this year for three-pointers made. and Yeah. Because you, you forget, I think, especially in years where the team is not necessarily super competitive, I think you it can almost sneak up on you. Like how, for example, Marquez, like how many years Rockies fans have been with him watching him the contributions he's contributions he's made to the org 
you're not sitting there remembering all the playoff wins, but they're there and they exist. And they're, it's kind of fun to take a moment to acknowledge or celebrate those two. And it's interesting that it comes, it's kind of juxtaposed with the 30th anniversary and celebrating the greats, you know, yeah, in, in franchise sure. history. And yet you have a couple, you know, on the field right now in Freeland, Marquez and Charlie Blackman in, in what's his final year under contract. We'll see if, you know, does he get traded? Right. Will he continue to play beyond this year? And is, will it be with somebody else? One of my bold predictions for at the beginning of this year was that Charlie Blackman would sign a, a two-year extension. So basically just tack on another year after this season. And we're still in extension season. You know, once we get past the, the middle part of April, that, that's probably going to be done for. But uh, there's still a chance for that. So it could be the last time that you go to the ballpark and you say, hey, let's go see Charlie one more time. He's not Nolan. He's not Cargo. He's not Tulo. He's, he's not Helton. But he's he's kind of the best that we have here in this town that that links this generation and is that last real major piece from that 2017 and 2018 roster. I what? could not imagine. Sorry to cut no. you off. I just could not imagine Charlie Blackman wearing something other than a Rockies uniform. Mr. Rocky. Yeah, that's a crazy thought that this could be. This it's could in the realm of possibility. All right, let's. I, I got. I'm turning the tables on the host here. Uh, this is for everybody. What would you rather see? I'm so nervous. Charlie Blackman to either get traded or just sign a one year deal. It's probably worse if he signs a one year deal rather than he gets traded to. But he signs a one year deal for next year in 2024. So he's no longer a career Rocky. Signs a one year deal with the Dodgers. What could be worse than that? Or signs a deal with the Yankees. And has to get rid of the beard. That would be worse. That would be worse. That would be the worst thing ever because. No, hold on. We got we got guy on the end here. No, I would. No, he can't. He can't (laughs) never have the beard. I I trimmed my own beard this week too short, and I every time I look in the mirror and see like four chins, I'm like, I can't do this again. Charlie would look horrible. Spencer was just staring off in the distance, like, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> yeah, no. That's just so ho- I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I don't think I could picture what he looks like without it. Well, it's been his a while. very old highlights, like yeah. very yeah. first Rockies highlights. It like was... his his wife hasn't even seen what his face under True. his beard looks like. Yeah, he has, he's never seen his chin. <laughs> he does, and this isn't derogatory. He does have a butt chin. Does he? He does yeah, have the little, little, little dimple. dimple. It's the dimple. Yeah be great if it was derogatory it'd be a weird insult <laughs> all right when you make it to Coors Field this season which you will at some point uh hopefully especially in my opinion for a day game because I just don't think there's anything better than a day game at Coors Field mm, and if that's what you're there for you're going to need your shady rays it need gets em. bright downtown in Denver uh take on the sun with gear built to last thanks to our good friends at shady rays who have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. If you're the type that makes impulse decisions and it turns out you don't like them or you buy stuff and you lose it. Just looking at don't Susie, look at no me. particular don't look at reason. Uh, Shady Rays yeah, is I the company for you. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, Susie, they'll told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they've got your back long after your purchase. Plus, you'll look fly. And we aren't just telling you this for fun. We're telling you this because we got you a deal exclusively for our listeners. Ooh. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code DNVR for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. So We're going to go quick here because we got to get out so you guys can do your normal show. But I'm going to put you all on the spot here. Okay. Ooh. Spencer. I'm going to start with you. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, what is, I, I get to put you on the spot right after that, though. That works for me. Uh, c- can you name the uh, most the reason you are most excited 
for this upcoming Rocky season and for this home opener tomorrow? Um, beer. That's a, I'll take that answer. I will be drinking heavily tomorrow <laughs> and at every single Rockies game that I'm at. That's it's just the, the, the beer and that kind of like morphs into the vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Just the vibes there are, are immaculate, one might say. Mm-hmm. And it, it, there's nothing like sitting in the right field ish corner and seeing like the sunset come down over the like there's that's peak for me. I, I, I understand this notion <laughs> that the attendance is maybe what it sort of allows the organization to continue operating the way they do. But you should want to go to baseball games. It's so fun yeah. at Coors. I love going, uh, and I can't blame anyone who does. Susie, what are you most for? What are you most excited for here upcoming season? I am most excited at the idea of Zach Veen wearing a Rockies yes, uniform a at one. some point this season. That is, uh, I think, the most exciting thing, and it's something that we're gonna wait for and keep our eyes on all season. Finally, maybe a turning of the page, a changing of the air yes. a little bit. Yes. What's the next wave? Who's the next Mr. Rocky? You know, it's, a, it's not about, to... I mean, yeah, it's about him because like he is so talented and he's such a personality, but also it's about what he represents. Right. The future. The future. A future which could be brighter. Hopefully we're hoping. Mm. Patrick, what do you got for me? What are you Su- most excited for? Man? Susie's uh, couldn't be more correct on the field. The most exciting thing to look forward to is Zach Veen's debut off the field, kind of off the field is the return of so many great Rockies legends to the ballpark for mm-hmm. the 30th anniversary. They're going to be having celebrations pretty much just about every single month. Blake Street Bombers will be back. Cargo is is scheduled to appear. There's a Todd Helton jersey that uh, we got a chance to see, uh, a black vest that you know you can't get anywhere now uh, since they've been like <laughs> retired. And uh, they retired the fabric, uh, the tailor. Uh, I think they they bought him out and and maybe got the gold watch, gold parachute, living somewhere else. But you can get that giveaway. Todd Helton will be there throwing out the first pitch, we assume. And so it's the legends and those guys coming back. Even the ones besides like a Jorge De La Rosa, which we talked about a bunch today, the the Aaron Cooks and the Jeff Francis's, um, some of the guys that you know aren't maybe household names for hardcore baseball fans around the country, but Rockies fans remember the Brad Hop and the Aaron Cook, and the Jason Jennings, the only Rookie of the Year award winner in franchise history. So that will be really exciting to be able to see those guys back in the ballpark in a place that, you know, frankly, they belong, and we should see them a lot more of. Love it. Love it. For me, I'm most excited for uh, another season of you two hosting a show alongside each other. Love the show. Love the direction it's heading in. Love being there when I can with you guys. And uh, hoping for, look, I'm I'm not naive, but I'm hoping for, I don't know. Just just more fun things for you guys to get to cover this season. <laughs> you know, thank you for saying that. Good vibes. It's, it's baseball, <laughs> so it's going to be fine. That's right. Right? That's right. Like, I, I've... And Susie, I don't know. Maybe you have ever... You've heard this before from a journalist or a writer or someone who covers baseball. Like, the worst year of my, my life was covering this such and such team that lost 100 games. That doesn't really happen. I don't really hear people talking yeah. about it. It's like, it's still baseball. Yeah, it just maybe didn't have the same enjoyment, right? There wasn't the same vibes. It was just kind of whatever. But still, it, it's baseball, so it's always going to be good. And at DMVR, we're all about community. And yeah. whether the Rockies are good or not, we want to experience this season together. On that note, closing note, you guys have a takeover coming up. Am I right on that? Yes, we do. Do you guys have the details yeah, on that off the top of your head? Because I don't. April 29th against the D-backs? There's a, is it a $15 concession credit? Yep, $15 concession credit. You get a Rocky shirt. You get a game ticket in the lower bowl. 
We get to ride the bus from the DNVR bar to Coors Field with Breck Brew on the bus. Beer on the bus. And then we get to ride the bus back here and hang out after. It's on a Saturday night. It's going to be beautiful. I, I myself can't wait for it. If I didn't work here, you would have had me at Diamondbacks and Lower Bowl. You would have had me. I can't <laughs> wait for it. I can't wait for it. But we want, we want you to be there. So come hang out with us. Come watch some baseball with us. Talk about your favorite Rockies of uh, It'll be fun. past, present, future. We're going to get out of here now, though, so that you two can host the DNVR Rockies show. Uh, mm. The normal, your normal baseball show. Yes. Good luck with it. it. Enjoy it. Thanks for hanging out. Stick around for them. And we will see you tomorrow. Baseball is back in Denver, baby. Go Rockies.